Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Welcome. We're so glad you're with us today for Jesus the Healer. We invite you, get your Bible, get something to take notes on because we're expecting for God to speak to you and answers to come for your life. Amen. We've been taking the last several uh, episodes and we're, we've been teaching on something that's important in the, in the health of the believer and that is how to keep your healing. Yes. You know, we, we can believe for uh, healing power to flow, healing power to operate. Someone can minister to us. But once we walk away from that setting, once we walk away from that place of releasing our faith and a manifestation of healing has come, we're not finished. <laughs> I mean, we have, we are sustained by a lifestyle of faith in the word of God. So we have to carry on with a lifestyle of faith. Why is that? Because the enemy is busy trying to steal from us everything that God's ever blessed us with. And so we have to, if I could say this, just make sure that wherever, um, wherever turned in our faith toward God and his word. So we're talking about how to keep your faith. So we invite you go back and watch previous episodes, but we're not going to get it all finished today. So you're going to have to come back and visit us again. Um, no matter what method that you received your healing through, Mm -hmm. whether someone laid hands on you, whether there was the prayer of agreement, whether you just released your faith in God and you said, I know healing belongs to me and you received your healing because you released your faith. Uh, No matter what method is used, the devil will launch a counter attack to try to again bring back the old symptoms, the old pains that might have been so familiar to you. He's trying to deceive you into thinking that your faith doesn't work for you or the word doesn't work for you. And uh, just know this, just because symptoms return does not mean that you've lost your healing. That's right. Amen. The devil will use symptoms to try to get you to let go of your healing. And uh, what do you do in the face of symptoms? Well, what do you do in the face of any temptation? You just resist and you say, I'm not going that way. I, that's, not, that's not something I'm going to yield to. If the temptation, if I say to lie on somebody came, you would say, I'm not going to do that. You would just, you would resist that temptation, right? Yes. You would, you would, um, you would remember something. What do you remember? Uh, no, this is against the word. I'm not doing that. Well, even so, uh, pain and symptoms are nothing but a temptation to be sick. Yes. So what do you do? You say, no, I'm not going that way. The exact same way. It's a temptation that comes to the flesh. Um, and you just resist that temptation by taking your stand on the word of God. Amen. 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 So the devil will try to launch a a counterattack. It doesn't mean your faith isn't working. It doesn't mean God's word isn't working. It means that the devil's working. (laughs) Amen. Why? Because that's what he does. He's a destroyer. He's not, he's not satisfied in your life until he can take something from it. That's right. 
Well, um, don't, don't let him be satisfied. Don't let him have anything that belongs to you. Amen. And so the word of God instructs us uh, different things that we're to do. Whenever we have received something from God, we have to take a stand. One of the things first we have to do is, uh, how many of you know Jesus when they were teaching, preaching, and healing? What was he doing? He was getting the word in people. Through the teaching and preaching of the word, he was getting God's truth into the people. Why? So that they could cooperate with the healing. Then once they left where he was, and counterattacks tried to come, the teaching of the word was in them. The preaching of the word was in them. And that teaching and preaching was a safeguard to them as they exercised their faith in God's word. Then that word would work in their behalf. So Jesus did not just go everywhere healing. Jesus went everywhere teaching, preaching, and healing. Why? Because he was equipping them with something to help them hold fast to their healing by giving them the teaching of the word, the preaching of the word. So uh, we have to take our place in the word and give the word its place in us so that we can hold fast to the healing that belongs to us. Amen. We finished off the previous episode. We were referring to Proverbs chapter 4. I want us to go back there. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20 gives us some important instruction. It needs to be a keynote verse for your life. Proverbs 4 verse 20 reads, my son, aren't you glad you're his? When he uses the word uh, son, that's a family term. That's a family term. So uh, we're his family. Uh, but as family, he instructs us to do something. My son, attend to my words. What's that mean? Well, that means give his word first place. That means place his word above any other word. That means when we say the word attend, we can also look at the word attention. If we're going to attend to something, we're going to give it our attention. If you're going to attend to your children, attend to them, you're going to give them some kind of attention. If you're going to attend to your finances, you're going to put your attention on that and you're going to deal with that. So uh, when he says, uh, my son, attend to my words, one of the best things to remember is put your attention on his words. Why is that? Because something else will always want your attention. That's right. That's right. And it matters where you let your attention go. Then he tells us what to do to attend to his words. The next phrase is tell us how to attend to his words. Number one, incline your ear to what he says. Number two, let them not depart from thine eyes. Number three, keep them in the midst of thine heart. And then he tells us, why are we attending to his word through doing these three things with the eyes, the ears, the heart? Uh, Why? Because the next phrase tells us what we'll arrive at, for they are life Mm -hmm. unto those that find them in health, or the Hebrew says medicine to all their flesh. So when God says, attend to my words, he's saying, take my medicine. Amen. Take my medicine. Uh, the doctors can, will prescribe people medicine. Why? For them to take it. Well, God prescribes the medicine of his word. Well, what do we have to do? We have to take it. Now go back. I want you to see uh, in, the, in verse 20, my son, attend to my words. Mm-hmm. 
You know, it will help you when you're feeding on the word to go through a sentence and emphasize each word independent of the other, meaning this, my son. If you say my son, what does that, what does that mean? Uh, he calls me my, his, he says, my son, I'm so glad I belong to him. That's meditate on these things. I'm so glad I belong to him. I belong to him. He belongs to me. My son, that was, uh, that means something. I was purchased to be his son, adopted the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So you focus on one word at a time and preach it to yourself. My son, attend. Put your attention on, look at this, my words. Uh, Why does he he tell us to put our attention on his words? Because we're going to hear other words. And he's telling us, uh, choose whose words. Don't just mindlessly uh, listen and take in and put your attention just on any words. He tells you what to do with your attention. Put them, put your attention on my words. Why? Because the devil says words. Your body will talk to you. (laughs) Your flesh will talk to you. Your your feelings will talk to you. Your emotions will talk to you. They'll say we want attention. Amen. And whatever gets your attention gets an entrance into your life. So God is telling us if we're going to, uh, as in this, in this life of faith and to hold fast and to enjoy a life of health and healing, we're going to have to do something with our attention. That means once you've received healing, it matters what you do with your attention. You cannot let yourself go back and entertain things of the past, things of past symptoms, things of past pains, and you put your attention back on that. Keep your attention in the right direction. My son, attend to my words. I uh, I want to tell you about Years ago, maybe 15 years ago, I was uh, going across the, cha- the television, flicking, you know, through the, through the channels. And uh, I've always been one who liked more historical type things, biography type things. And there was um, on the, like a, a biographical channel where they're doing biographies of people. And um, they were talking about a structure, some large structure, a scientific structure that was built out here in Southern California. And it was uh, built in the early 1900s. And there was a scientist who developed something. And this structure was, you know, um, housing that scientific um, thing that he was working on. So he was he was developing all this, building a building to house it. Um, He had really gotten a lot of financial funding through millionaires of the day that they would fund scientific exploration, so to speak. And they had, re- they had given him multiple millions and he was leading a scientific team. So he had a lot of responsibility because he had to answer to these people. There was a lot of money involved. He had promised some things and um, he was just under a lot of obligation. Sure. To, to carry this project through. In the process of it, he wasn't resting. And over time, just through really not even resting properly and, and working his mind, really, uh, it, was a, it's, it was a lot of mental strain, just even naturally what he did. And his mind started breaking down. 
and he started having mental problems in the course of this project. Um, in this television broadcast, they were interviewing one of his fellow scientists that had worked with him. Now, this man had died um, that had headed up this, but the, his co-worker, his co-scientist, was being interviewed, and he was a man well up into his 90s. And he was telling something that happened um, with this lead scientist. And the lead scientist had come in one day and had said to him, he said, I was laying in bed last night and he said uh, he couldn't fall off to sleep and he said some being came into my room. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't, I, I, I don't know that he was a Christian. There was nothing that alluded to that. Um, but he said a being came into my room and stood by my bed and listen, and we know this, what's, what is it? It's an evil spirit yes. um, because we know by what's said. And this being said to this scientist, said, your attention is mine and it will always be mine. Well, see, um, this man heard that and it frightened him. Notice what that evil spirit didn't say. He didn't say your mind is mine. He didn't say your future is mine. He didn't say your life is mine. He said your attention is why? Because if the wrong thing gets your attention, it can get everything connected to you. It can get your future. It can get your life. It can get your mind. God's already told us what to do with our attention. Attend to my words. So when, when counter, an a counterattack may come, it comes to get your attention. Symptoms show back up. Pain shows back up. Why? Because it wants your attention to again go back to the body. But God tells us what to do. Attend to my words. Attend to my words. Don't attend to what your body's saying to you. Don't attend to the reasonings of the mind. Attend to my words. This is critical and key if we're going to hold fast to everything we've received from God. Because the symptoms, pains, trying to return will talk to you. And people will say, come up with this idea. They'll formulate these words. Well, I thought I was healed. I guess I'm not. You see, those kinds of thoughts that the enemy will give you, you better at that time know, have your attention on what God says and not what opposition says. <clears throat> so Proverbs 4.20 is critical and key to the life of faith. My son, attend to my words. In other words, he, give, when he, he didn't say attend to words. He said, attend to my words. Why? Because there's many words offered around our lives, right? The Bible says there's many voices in the world. None of them are without signification. What's that mean? They'll talk, they'll, they'll talk to you based on something significant to you. So you make sure it's God's words because they're the most significant. Amen. Amen. My son, attend to my words. Now let's break it down. He says, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Know this, you're going to hear some things. Yeah. Sure, yes. uh, just because the devil threatens or suggests some things and you hear it does not mean that you're believing it. That's 
That's right. That's right. There's nothing wrong. It's not a sin to hear the threats of the enemy. It's a sin to let your attention go there. to the threats Amen. of the enemy. Amen. You say, is it a sin? Yes, because he already told you what to do with your attention. Yes. Attend to my words. If we put our words somewhere different than we, where he tells them to be, if, he put, if we put our attention somewhere else, we're disobeying this. Yes, right. Disobedience is sin. So um, it takes a mindfulness, a watchfulness yes. to when something opposes, where does your attention go? Yes. It has to go to the word. Yes. Dad Hagen used to say this to us all the time. Dad, Kenneth Hagen was our spiritual father and he would say this to us. He would say, no matter what comes to your life, ask yourself, first thing, what does God's word say about this? See, train yourself that you go immediately to the word instead of immediately to your feelings. Instead of immediately to the body, immediately to the mind. Go immediately to the word. This is what this passage is telling us. Uh, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. This word incline gives us the idea of turning toward it. Yes. You have to incline your ear, turn your ear. Yeah. It's not talking about the outer ear, right. but talking about the ear of your spirit, yes. what you're going to listen to within your heart. Yes. But you turn your ear in the right direction. So how do you attend his words? You're going to have to turn your ear away from the wrong thing that you yes. hear. It's not wrong to hear it. Listen, when, um, when David was sent by his father to go check on his brothers, remember during the, during the war, um, Goliath was out there. When David showed up, Goliath came out making threats. David heard it. Just because he heard it didn't mean his faith was, was failing, that David's faith was failing. Right. It's, not, right. it's not a lack of faith to hear. Right. And to hear the opposition, yes. Yes. but faith directs the ear yes. of what Amen. it will let its attention yes. go to. Yes. David heard the threats of Goliath, but then he said something. Yeah. Yeah. He let his attention go immediately to his covenant. And what did he say about Goliath? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? What was he talking about? He was saying, this man has no covenant. This man is making threats and he's not making them based on God or divine ability. He's making them based on his own human ability. He's a man without a covenant. Meaning this, Goliath was the biggest thing he had working for himself. Goliath, the only thing he had working for himself was him. But David went immediately to the covenant. See, his attention went to the covenant. His ear went to the covenant. What's he saying? He turns himself to what the covenant says. So the, the, the greatest thing Goliath had working for himself was his own strength, his own size. But the greatest thing David had working for him was the covenant and the God of the covenant. You see, so he turned his attention. David turned his attention towards something when he heard something. And he, it, so I'm trying, to, I'm trying to show you this. It wasn't a lack of faith or a lack of God's help that David heard the enemy. So to hear the threats of the enemy doesn't mean your faith is failing. It doesn't mean the word isn't working. You're going to hear the threats. 
the, uh, but the word tells you what to do. Incline your ear into what God yes. says. Yeah. Turn your ear away from the threats. Yes. How do you how do you do that? Your attention. Yes. How do you turn your attention away? You keep your ear going the right way, yes. listening to what God says, yes. listening to what the word says. So he says, my son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Meaning this, there's going to be other sayings that you're going to hear, but you, you, it's called selective hearing. (laughs) You choose, you choose what sayings you're going to entertain. The next phrase says, let them, let God's words not depart from thine eyes. What's that mean? You have to stay focused on the word, stay fixed on the word. And it takes practice when something is opposing you. When you feel something, it's trying to get your attention. Opposition is trying to get your attention and it takes practice to keep it fixed. You keep your eyes fixed. You keep your, uh, what you set before you fixed. Um, years ago, there was a young man that my husband had gone to a church to preach. And in this church, there was a young man, a, a, a tennis player. He was 19 years old at the time. He was turning professional and he was going to go on the professional tennis circuit. Well, they required that he go in for a physical before he go on that, that tour. Well, the doctors found out he didn't realize, the, the, the young man didn't realize, but the doctor said, you have cancer. And so in the examination, they found that. Well, uh, so therefore he was not able to go on the tour that year. And he just kept getting worse and worse and worse. Uh, They brought him to my husband's service and my husband laid hands on him and ministered to him. A year later, we went back to that same church. And my husband said to the pastor, he said, tell me about that young man that I, I ministered to. And he said, well, Dr. Dufresne, He said uh, he was hospitalized. They were doing treatments on him. But he said, he told his parents, get a life-size poster of me playing tennis and put it at the foot of my bed. Uh On the wall Uh at the foot of his bed. What was he doing? Here it says, let them, God's words not depart from thine eyes. What was he doing? He was putting the right picture in front of his eyes. His, he could see hospital all around him. He could see treatment. He could see himself hooked up to treatment, but he chose to put something else in front of his eyes. And so they put that poster of him playing tennis right at the foot of the bed. And he would look at that thing and said, I'll do that again. I'm coming off this bed and I'm going to play tennis again. So uh, when Ed asked the pastor, where is that young man? Tell me, tell me about him. The pastor said, he's out on the professional tennis circuit. He was raised up and completely healed. What did that, what did that young man do? He put his eyes and fixed them and focused them on what he wanted, not what he had. That's right. On where he was headed, not, not, not what he had in his body, but what he had in his covenant. See, your body will show you something, but the covenant, the word of God shows you something. You have to choose which am I going to be focused on. Deuteronomy, what is it? 30 verse 19. God said, I set before you life and death. Blessing, life and death right here. Blessing and cursing. 
Choose life. Pick this. What's that mean? Focus on this. Focus on the word. Hear the word. Turn your ear toward the word. Put your attention on the word. This is key to holding fast to our healing. Key to holding fast to any blessing we've received from God. So uh, to put our attention on the word of God, it's going to involve our ears, what we're going to listen to. It's going to involve our eyes, what we're going to stay fixed on. And then the third thing, keep them in the midst of your heart. That means you've got to keep putting that word in. Keep putting that word in on the inside of you. Why? Because God's word is food for your spirit. It is faith food. It's food for your faith. Amen. It's also food for your mind. Your mind needs it so that you think right. Amen. So notice here, it says the last phrase for they, God's words are life unto those that Look at this, find them. Look at this word find. That means somebody was seeking. We can't just sit back and coast into the blessings of God and into the fullness and just think that they will come to us automatically. They, they move in those who find them. Yes. Meaning this, you're going to have to put, you're going to have to, we have to show ourselves interested. Yes. That's right. We have to show ourselves interested. And if we're interested, we're, we're, we're seeking in the word. We're feeding on the word. We're storing that word up on the inside of us. We're taking charge of what voices we're listening to. We're taking charge of what we allow our eyes, our spiritual eyes to focus on. We're taking charge that we're storing the word up in our spirit because these words are life to those that find them. That shows we're taking an action. Amen. And then it says, and health to all their flesh, not just part of it, all of it. Amen. Well, my goodness, we just scratched in the service. You we're, we're, we're not finished. We're not finished with this. We want you to come back next episode. Make sure you don't miss it. And, uh, until we see you next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at defrainministries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.